morning. Now, listen, we've been talking about the power and authority of the Holy Spirit within you. That's a lesson we can never exhaust, okay? Because you're always going to have the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit at work in you all the time. He is your hidden um, partner. He's always with you. He's always leading you. He's always guiding you in the truth, in the way that you and I should go. We just have to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And that's why when you hear Jesus say, to those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Why? Because we have him in there. He's He's speaking. But he's not speaking of himself. He's speaking of a knowing of the Christ that's in you. He's speaking from the Christ or he's speaking from the anointing of the anointed one that's in you. So he's not speaking of you to, you know, of you. He's speaking of him, but it is through you. If that, 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 did, that, did that compute what he's doing? He's making contact. This is how others are born again. This is how others are set free. This is how others are blessed. It is those of us that has a body, and we all have a body, those of us who choose to let the Christ the anointed one flow through us, we can, then he can bless that person. He can heal that person. Why? Because we are a yielded vessel to the Christ, to the anointed one in us, and he, the Holy Spirit, does the work. But it has to, we have to give him something that he can work by. Follow what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we're all, we all came in here in a vehicle, right? So whether you have a push button or you have to turn it to start, what if we, if, what if we all put our keys in a, in a basket? You said, well, we all got cars. They all got to start or either push, so let's just grab a key and let's just jump in somebody's vehicle. Will that vehicle start? No. It has to, that key has to register with that vehicle. Is that right? It's the same as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to register, has to hear the word to release the power that is in that word. If my vehicle is going to deliver me, bring me where I need to go, then guess what? When I grab that key, guess what? It has to already be registered with that vehicle. I mean, I can, you know, most of us have vehicles. I, I can start that thing from with my phone. That's amazing. How you can take your phone and start a vehicle. Whoever would have heard of a thing? Uh-huh. Or you could take your phone and control the thermostats on the wall. I don't care how far away you are, you can ta- I can control the thermostats on this wall. Or I can start my vehicle up and let it run without it being on. Now, who ever heard, of th- heard such a thing? Well, it's because they made it, they got chips and whatever that is designed to do what? That it could communicate, right? 
a Chevy can't do what a Ford, nor a Ford can do what a Chevy or whatever vehicle you drive. But if you take all those little components that goes with that vehicle, it would do what it says, right? Well, I'm trying to tell you, the Holy Spirit will take that which belonged to Jesus and the same work that he did, he was ministering in Jesus' life, he will do the same in ours. But he got to have the truth. Amen? You got to have the gospel. If you don't have the gospel, if the truth is not being taught, then you're not giving the Holy Spirit anything to work with. Hmm? No. You can't start a Ford with a Chevy key. Right? Or a Mercedes with a Lexus. But they all have their different key to do what? That, that Lexus or the chips knows what's in that, what do you call the thing? The little, what we have? Remote control. Right? It can relate to it. Well, I'm telling you, when you and I walk in truth, you don't have to be a defender. It will defend itself. It will manifest itself. Healing will manifest. Prosperity will manifest. Peace will manifest. Why? Because you have the truth. You have the way. You have the light. Not a light, not a way, not a, you have the truth, the way, and the life. And that's what the Holy Spirit works through. That's what the Holy Spirit Empower. He is empowered to bring forth, to manifest Jesus, the spirit of Christ in you. Boy, we can go home now and get us a good bucket of church's fried chicken and lick our lips right now, huh? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Some of y'all say, ah. No, I ain't putting good ways all this time to get dressed, and that's it. <laughs> I didn't had service of what I taught 15 minutes and say, that's it, that's all I got. I'm just warning you because why? We're not up here just to be up here. We're up here to be led by the Spirit of God. When he gets over, when he gets out, what he want to get over? That's it. When he's done, I'm done. Amen? So if it go 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. Now, I didn't go, sometimes I didn't went three hours. I have. You know, but that doesn't happen all the time. And you'll know it. You'll know it. Okay? But we're starting a new lesson on uh, having faith. Uh, in the truth of the vine. Having faith in the truth of the vine. 
Now, who's the truth? Jesus, right? Who's the vine? Jesus, is that right? Sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, that's what he intended for it to be. But here we go. This is our opening. Let's put these scriptures up here. Uh, Casey, uh, John 15, 1. Let's put these up, and then we'll give you our foundation scripture that we're going to be using throughout this, uh, this, <clears throat> this, this lesson. It's going to take us about two weeks. It may go three weeks. But when you have the same foundation scriptures that we'll be using, but we'll be expounding on these things as we go about truth, about the way, uh, well, in actuality, about the truth of the vine. Jesus is the vine, but what are we? We're the branch. Just as a branch itself. Now, I've done this several times. Um, uh, maybe I might need to go out there and uh, uh, let's see. Bobby, go outside and give me one of them branches off that tree, off that Kramer. Pull me a good one off there now. Don't bring me a big one. Just bring, pull me a good one out there. Don't bring the whole tree. You got to tell him that, you know. <laughs> I can see Bobby picking up the whole tree, bringing that whole tree. I got it. What do you want of that, Pastor? <laughs> no, but we're going to be sharing with you on uh, about, notice this, why he's doing that. Look at this with me. Uh, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Do we have the ESV version, the English standard version? We don't? Okay. We got, uh, so we have the NLT. I'm going to have to get those versions. So, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the, great, is the gardener. Okay? And he cuts off, every cuts off branch he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. Boy, he brought one, didn't he? I told you, that's almost like he done brought, he done, he done brought a whole uh, <laughs> a limb. That tree probably say, thank God, who that was that was pulling on me like that? <laughs> All right, this right here is... And Bobby pulled off one that got flowers here. Give me the bare flower. Oh, Lord. That's the fruit on that. They got the fruit on that, Bobby. <laughs> but notice this. This branch, it still look alive, doesn't it? But this branch is dead. This branch has been cut off from the vine that it was drawing life. And you can see it's healthy. It was drawn from that vine or that trunk. But now it is only living out of what it has received, what it has consumed from that trunk, from that vine. Little by little, even at this very moment, it is starting to die. Because it doesn't have any, it doesn't have anything to connect to it to keep it alive. The potential of making these flowers, pedestals, is gone. 
because it's not drawing life. This is what happens to you and I in the body of Christ when we disconnect. I'm not talking about you disconnect from him, spiritually speaking, because you can never disconnect, but you could disconnect through your soul. Are you following what I'm saying? Stop following, stop being, stop allowing the truth that you have embraced to continue to lead and guide you. And we'll leave this up here for a few days, for a few, for a few weeks. By the time we come back, if Jesus don't return, by the time we come back here next Sunday, this thing gonna be wilted some kind of. And this is to show for this is what happens to you and I. When you disconnect, when you stop walking in the truth you know. See, just because you learn something doesn't mean say, well, I heard that before, like I taught in 8 o'clock. Well, I learned, I, I've, I've heard that before. Faith doesn't come by what you've heard. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing brings forth understanding. So you keep hearing until understand. When you have understanding about something, you don't let that go. You're going to leave out of here and you're going to know, what can I leave out of here? That's a yield sign. No, it's a stop sign. Yeah, that's a yield sign. Then that's a stop sign. You know that's a stop well, I know it's a stop sign. But I, look, I know it's there, but I ain't stopping. Right? You got what? You, you have what? You have a experiential knowledge to know that, right? Either the popo going to get you or give you a ticket, right? Or you're going you gonna to hit somebody. And then you're going to get a big ticket. Then your insurance going to go up. Or they're going to drop you. They're famous at that too. They take all your money. I ain't got no love for them. I don't even want to talk to them. My wife, former insurance lady, you know. She know I ain't got, she know I don't have no love for them. Take all your money and then something happened. She was one of them, they, they, something happened and then all of a sudden they, they don't, uh, <clears throat> you know, they don't want to, uh, they, they don't want honor nothing. Then they're going to talk about what came first, the flood or the wind or the, ooh. Okay, let me get off of that. <clears throat> All right. So let's look at this again. So you'll see over the days, you'll see over the days that this thing will, it will dry up. This is what can happen to those of us as believers. You can dry up. Not in your spirit, but in your soul. And, and I use driving as an as a as a application here. You know, just because you know there's a stop sign, that don't mean say, well, I know it's a stop sign, but I ain't stop. No, you you have experiential knowledge. I'm gonna stop. I mean, I'm talking about all things being equal, okay? I'm gonna stop. Because you understand. That's the way things go. Well, it's the same way with the word. Watch, he says, <clears throat> he cuts off every branch. He cuts off every branch of mine 
that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. So when you hear this word, he cuts off and make it look like, oh, my God, what are you cutting off on me? No, you got to understand the character of God. Okay? God is about what? Bringing forth fruit, right? So we have to look at the fruit. What type of fruit does God use to bear or to bring forth? All right, number one, let's look at this for a minute. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 11. Let's look at this for a moment. Philippians 1, 11. <clears throat> it says, may you always be filled with the fruit of what? Of your salvation. So if he's cutting anything off, that means you got to recognize and understand that there are some things that we brought along even after we got born again. Okay? Some branches on a tree, the way you will cut or prune a tree. Now, I have a little experience in that. You, what we call, what we cut off is what we call sucker branches. In other words, Yes, it comes from the tree, but it's taken away from the beauty of the tree. It's taken away from the life that the tree needs to supply the nutrients that it needs. Because it, it only has so much nutrients in it. And if it starts going to all of these sucker branches or whatever that's all over the place, then it's going to take away from what the tree really is supposed to produce. Okay? And really what it's supposed to look like. So what do we do? We trim. Not upward, but we trim from the bottom. We cut away branches. We call them sucker branches. Some call them wild branches or whatever. You cut, take away, and then you have to determine how do you want the tree to grow. Sometimes they have double. They 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 have a double uh, uh, branch. One going this way. One going out this way. Do you want the tree to go up this way, or do you want it to branch out like that? It just depends on how the tree set, and you begin to trim accordingly. That's pruning a tree so that it can bring forth more fruit. Well, you don't cut off on you and I. God is not cutting off your arm. He's not cutting out your eye. You know, or he's not doing. No, what is he doing? He's beginning to do what? The word itself begins to do what? When we say prune or cut away, you begin to start exercising, as you say here. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Now ask yourself, what is the fruit of my salvation? See, what, what fruit does my salvation bring? Because that's what the pruning is. It's taking away of things of the flesh and bringing forth the thing that is of the new life that I have embraced, that I've been born again of. Can y'all understand that? Y'all see that? So what we see here, he said, may you always be filled with the fruit of what? Your salvation. So, well, what is, a, what is of my salvation? Well, healing came of my salvation. The forgiveness of sin came of my salvation. So we're talking about what fruit we're talking about, right? Uh, deliverance came of my salvation. Prosperity, prosperity come of my salvation. And what? Protection. Protection. Amen? All of that is the fruit 
May he said, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life, how? By Jesus Christ. The, see, he's talking about character. So you know it's not talking about your spirit because your spirit already produced those things. But your soul doesn't. It still produces selfishness, self-righteousness. I got to defend myself. I got to stand up for myself. Are you following what I'm saying? And so here it says the righteous character produced in your life. Notice how? By Jesus Christ. It didn't say by my obedience, by what I do, but by Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus already had died and paid the price for you and I. He's already paid the way. Is that right? See? I mean, look, the conquest of victory, we are enjoying. Jesus actually did the, you know, did the work, but we are the one that's enjoying that conquering spirit, that more than conquering spirit. You and I are more than conquerors, right? But Jesus is the one who did the conquer. He's the one that defeated the works of darkness. He's the one that stripped Satan of the power that may be holding me hostage in some form of life that I'm walking in right now. Maybe walking in something that I'm bound. And thinking there's no way out. Thinking that this is the only way, you know, I have to live life like this. I got to live with this the rest of my life. This is, uh, uh, some people say, well, this is, uh, this is the cup I've been made to drink out of. Uh, this is the road I've been made to travel down. It's all a lie. In yourself, in your flesh, that may be. But when you get born again, notice he said, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. You're not living life of your own. You're living life of him. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit that's at work in you. Hmm? See, I've begun to talk to you a little bit about abundance, about prosperity. See, your prosperity is not based on what you do. Your prosperity is based on what Jesus already done for you. I'm just trying to get you in a place to receive his abundance. Nothing happens without a seed. The word of God is the seed. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? Now watch this. He said, for this will bring much glory and praise where? To God. What will bring much praise and glory? When the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. When the righteous life that is produced by the character of Jesus Christ, this will bring much praise and glory to God. What would bring much praise or much glory and much praise to God? When we allow the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. I'm trying to say it to you in so many different ways until it click. Until it click on the inside of you. It's not what you do. It's what he already has done. If you've been born again, it's already in you. 
It's already there. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do what? To take what is Jesus and let him show it unto you. Not with your natural eye. He's showing it to you through the imagery of the word that you hear. Hmm? You hear words, but you see different imagery that the word is projecting. Apple. We all see what? An apple. Right? If I say A-P-P-L-E, now you all see the letters A-P-P-L-E. And these letters are nowhere around. Well, how can you see something that's not there? Or, that's right. Or you think about, uh, what's your name is again, sweetheart? Yeah. A glacier. Now, can you see the childhood house you grew up in? And you're not even there. How many windows you had in your bedroom, if you had any? Two. Well, how can she see that? And she's not there. How did she know that? Been there. See, it's the same thing with words. The words of, the, of this book, it paints an image. It's not letters. It gives an imagery of what you have. It's building an assurance. It's building a confidence. It's giving you a title deed to something. It is giving you a confirmation you can trust this. You ever pay the bill online? We all do, don't we? And you trust it. You have no reason to trust it. <laughs> My sister said, hmm. I mean, look, you know, but, you know, you know uh, but we've been down that road before. Right? I mean, I paid a bill before. It gave me a confirmation number. I hit the wrong account. I didn't have the money in it. It took it, it, you know, it say it gave me a confirmation of, but then a few days later, I was still due. I had a negative. I hit the wrong account. He said, Well, I got my confirmation. Well, you know you ain't had no money in that. <laughs> Behaving like that? No, I had to go to the right account. Put the money in there, and boom. Is that right? But we live by these principles. You come, you know, you have a confirmation number. You have a title deed. Uh, you have an assurance that this is so. Well, why can't we have the same faith in the word of God like this? But when it comes to this, well, now we give everything that, well, huh? I did this and I did that. Well, you just didn't, you did it wrong. You listened to this person, listen to that person. God wants you, he wants to talk to you through your authenticity of who you are. Let's look at another fruit where Jesus, where he's talking about pruning. Okay, watch this. Go with me to Galatians 5. And look at verse 22, Galatians 5. Are you with me? What are we doing? We're laying a foundation here for where we're going to go of talking about faith, having faith in the vine and the truth of the vine. So that means if that branch could talk right now, it's crying. It's hollering. Why? Because it's disconnected. 
It's disconnected. And you'll know when you're disconnected because your conscience will let you know. Your conscience is one of the first, is one of the first ways of knowing the voice of God. Knowing the ways of God. Your conscience will let you know when you're out of order. And it's trying to, it can't put you back, but you have to be the one to say, wait a minute, I repent, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that right. This is wrong. See, your conscience is getting your attention so that you can make the correction. The correction is made by words. Y'all didn't hear what I said. The correction are made by words. It's all right to repent. It's all right to apologize to someone. It's all right to ask someone for forgiveness. Well, I ain't asking them for no forgiveness. Well, you hadn't grown up yet. Amen? Spiritually speaking. Okay? Now watch this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So you see, we're still talking about fruit. Right? Notice this. Love, joy. When you have love, you have all the rest of the eight. Okay? Which is joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. Can you see that? Next verse. Those who belong to Christ. Now watch this. Those who what? Belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and desire of their sinful nature to the cross. Hmm? and crucified them there. Why? Because the nature that you and I was conceived in, which is the prior verses, the verses before, verse 22 through 23, is 19 through 21. Those, we already had a sinful nature, and we knew what they produced. Okay? But the moment you got born again, that was cut out. That was severed. And these fruits became part of the new nature. Now, what we have to learn is the, the fruit of this new nature that has been put in play. Now, we have to bring this, put this off, Casey, uh, Hebrews chapter 5. And look at verse 13. We have to learn to grow up to exercise our senses where we can discern what is good and evil. Okay? Notice this. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant. Old King James say they're unskilled. One translation say they have no experience. That's what unskilled or infant mean. That means you have no experience. You have no skill. You're unskilled in what? Notice this. And does not know what to how to do what is right. But look at verse 14. Solid food is for those who are what? A what? Mature? Who what? Through what? Training have their have the skill to recognize the difference between what? Right and wrong. You would think that we, are low. we have that because as adults, we've been taught 
to exercise what's right and what's wrong. Well, that's one set of way of thinking, but this is spiritually speaking. Okay? So, now, go back over here. Uh, we're talking about fruit, right? So, go back over here, Casey, to uh, look at first, no, Second Timothy chapter 3 and look at verse 16. Second Timothy chapter 3 and look at verse 16. What are we doing? We're sharing with you. If we're going to draw from the vine, we're going to have to know the truth by faith. Jesus is that vine. Okay? You're going to have to know the truth. Not only do you have to know the truth, but when I say know the truth, you're going to have to be in a place Watch this. You're going to have to be in a place where you, have, you are practicing that truth. It's not just to you know it, but do you know it to live it? That's the difference. When, that's what I mean by exercising your senses to discern uh, exercising your senses unto righteousness to discern what's right and what's wrong. The righteousness that you are exercising is the righteousness of God that's in you. Okay? Now watch this. All scriptures are, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Whoa, you can't get no clearer than that, huh? Did you get it? Look what it said. All scripture is inspired by God. And is what? Useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is what? Wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is right. Right? Look at verse 17. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So if you're going to be equipped to walk in every good work of God, notice this. Go back to verse 16, Casey. Notice what it said. Number one. God uses it to do what? To teach us what is what? True. And to make us realize what is what? Wrong in our life. We can't be defensive. Well, I, 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 did, I, 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 I about to lie, right? <laughs> no. No. When you, when you show what is wrong, you just say, Lord, I see it. I repent. And now you take that truth and replace that truth with the old truth that you thought was okay, with the old way you thought was okay. Now you replace it with that truth so that you don't keep going back to that which put you in a place, put you in a pickle place. Right. This is how you get rid of things in your life. You got to have another truth to overcome that truth. 
Look, look, look at this for a moment. I think I, I'm thinking this is right. The scripture. Look at Luke chapter eleven. Let's see if I'm right. And I think verse nineteen to talk about the strong man. Luke eleven. I think it started verse nineteen somewhere around there. But when another stronger man comes, is that right? Okay, 21. For when a strong man is fully armed and guard his palace, his possessions are safe. Okay? See, your possessions are safe, you know, that old hateful way, that old whatever way. It's safe, you know, because that's all you know. And there's nothing else there. There's a lot of self-help, I guess, motivational ways out there to try to help us to change. But you can't change until internally something change. It's like taking a pig out of the pen. You know, you ever took a pen, a pig out of the out of his pen? You washed him, you bathed him in the best uh, water, I mean, you made him smell good, right? You polished his hoof, right? I mean, you made him look good. Put a bow in his head. What? Put an expensive cologne on him. I mean, some, what's the expensive cologne? You know, what that is, that perfume, what, y'all, what that is? Uh, uh, I can't even think of his name right now, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all won't say nothing right now, but... Uh, but anyway, the moment that pig see that pen, what it was made of, what you think it's going to do? It's going back into everything because its nature didn't change. You can't, you can change it outwardly. You can do all you want outwardly, but until internally something changes that make the pig what the pig is. Now, I didn't say I didn't eat no pork ribs. I didn't say I didn't eat no pork chop. I'm just saying. You understand what I'm talking about? You, <laughs> you look, you, that pig will not change until his nature changes. It's the same thing about you and I. Until you got born again, you will still live your life the same way. You could say, I'm sorry, I apologize. I mean, you could be so full of remorse, but there's no true repentance. Why? Because you don't have nothing in you that will sustain you so so that you can show that you were really sorry. Can you understand what I'm saying about that? All right, now watch this. So, but notice it. He said, until someone even stronger. Now, now you're getting ready to see it. Until someone even stronger attacks, overpower him. Well, you know who that is. That's Jesus. He overpowered the works of darkness for you and I. You didn't do it. He did. But we get to enjoy the ride. Until someone even stronger attacks, overpower him, strip him of his weapons. Notice this, his weapons. 
What is his weapon? Hate? Hmm? Is that right? Poverty? Pain? Jealousy? Anger? Manipulative? Controlling? I mean, and the list goes on. Right? Jesus, he said, until someone even stronger attacks, overpower him, and strip him of his weapon. Because we will all will remain as a hostage if Jesus didn't hit the spirit of Christ, didn't go to hell and, and lay there and act like he was in a place of defeat. But the Bible said Jesus spoiled principal. Satan and all of his co-hosts thought they had him uh, in a chamber. He could not come out. They were dancing. Until the Father sent the Holy Ghost. And when light shine into that darkness and say, let him go, it's the same as when Jesus spoke. When Jesus spoke to the, the grave that Lazarus was in for dead for four days, who, who do you think was doing that? That was the power of the Holy Spirit, very instrumental. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. The same Holy Spirit that went into hell and raised Jesus up out of there. Pulled him out of there. Them every demon, Satan, and everything that Satan had us captive through the first Adam was stripped from him. And when Jesus was raised up, out, his spirit was raised up out of hell for you and I, that's what set the captives free. It's not his physical body per se. It was his spirit. But his body, notice this, his body had to die, had to die. I mean, his spirit had to, be, had to die before his physical body could die, meaning his spirit had to become sin before sin could attack his physical body that it could die. Because no matter how you whipped him, and no matter how you hit him, it no matter what you done to him, he you could not kill him. That was no sin. That was nothing to restrict the life of God that was in him. It was God Himself that had to make Jesus sin. He made him to be the sinner, the, the, the substitute for sin. He made him to be sick with disease and plague, whatever kind of sickness. He made him to become paralyzed, you know, paralyzed, to become whatever. So that you and I would never have to experience it once you come to the place of knowing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I don't care where you've been. I don't care how it happened. But where you are today, you can make a decision and say, no more. I know the truth now. I'm connected to the vine. Are you following what I'm saying? I know the truth. I'm connected to the vine. But if you know that if you disconnect from that vine, whatever you was in, it all start coming back through your mind. Because you see, it's a decision you have to make. And you have to make that decision and stay on that side. Don't be wavering in your decision. 
Don't be wavering in your walk. Stay. Yes, just because you, you, you made a decision, it doesn't mean you won't be attacked, you won't be assaulted. That's when the attack and the assault going to show up even more so because of the decision you made of the truth you have embraced. The devil don't care nothing about you and I. He care about that truth. I'm trying to take that truth from you. If I can get you off that truth and get you back over here, I'll kill your crazy self. No, i get you to kill your crazy self. That's the, that's, the whole, that's the whole memorandum. That's what it's all about. It's getting you and I away from the truth. Because as long as you walk in that truth, mm-mm. Can't mess with you. Man, I didn't have mosquitoes in on patio or I, I go to bed at night. I, you know, I mean, and, there, and thank God this year that didn't happen. Maybe my, I got my faith working right. I go to sleep at night, them things be buzzing all over my head, my ear, and it's just like, and my wife, she be over there, you know, I don't know what she be calling, you know, and don't even mess with her. And I, I used to keep, well, I still do. I have a can of, uh, you can ask my wife, I got a can of off in my drawer. <laughs> I, be try, I don't want to put it on because I don't want to wake up, but I'll be putting that stuff on me and saying, huh. And, and the, see what the mosquito spray gave me, what? Confident. Yeah, they still there, but they won't land. Are you following what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say, the word. When you have the word on, when you got the word in you, you, you know the truth, you stand on the truth, guess what? The issue is still there, but guess what? It can't come near you. Can't come near you. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? As off is that is a repellent to mosquitoes, I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is a repellent to darkness. You have to exercise your senses unto righteousness. In other words, you're going to make a stand for what is right. You're making a stand on the truth. You're making a stand connected to that vine. And the pruning that's taking place is the old way of doing, the old way of being. And what is he doing? He's, pur he's, he's purging. Purging me. He's taking away this, your old selfish way, but he's giving you his way. So when you look at this thing, he said, until someone even stronger attack and overpower him and strip him of his weapon and carry off his belongings. That's Jesus. Are y'all seeing this? You have to, he, the, the, the stronger man have to be bound, and Jesus is the one that has bound him. You and I are not bounding nobody. We can just tell the devil, I bind you now. Why? I plead the blood. He knows about that blood. He knows about that blood. In the name of Jesus. He know about that name. Why? Because there is, God has given him a name. Let's look at this in Philippians chapter uh, uh, 2, verse 8. 
and I'll bring you back to, um, I'll bring you back to, go to verse, uh, let's see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll bring you back to John 15. We'll, we'll, I think that'll be enough to lay the foundation. We'll let you go home. We'll, and we'll begin to start building. But I have to build a foundation on the truth. I have to build a foundation on the righteousness of, to show you about Jesus is the gardener. I mean, he's the vine. He's the truth. And we are the branches that connected to that vine, connected to that truth. And then we can get into beginning to explore about seed, time, time, and harvest. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, but you got to have this first before we can start talking about seed, time, time, and time, and then harvest. Because there's just as much work in collecting the harvest as it is doing the sowing. Ask any farmer when it's time to collect the harvest. Ask, ask them what happened when they let it stay out there too long. Okay? So there's much work in collecting the harvest as it is in sowing the seed. Okay, here we go. We'll finish with this, and I'll show you some of this next week as we go into uh, sometime, you know, when God delivers a harvest, remember, it's about the truth. I'm going to give you something to, to read when you go home. Uh, <clears throat> the 21st chapter of the book of Second Chronicles. And it's talking about no, the, the 20th chapter, I think, of the, of the book of uh, Second Chronicles. And it's about uh, King Jehoshaphat when the Lord would not let them invade. And he brought them into a territory and, he, and, and just a synopsis of the story and how the Lord by the prophet Joel spoke and said, you need not have to fight in this fight. Glory to God. All right? And the reason why he said that, because look, I want you to notice something. It is just like in every fight. The Lord is the one fighting for you. But you have to be the one that you got to let him channel his, 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 his plan of attack through. He got to do it through you. It's not like, okay, well, I'm going to stay home and I'm just going to watch the world turn and, and I'm going to just let the Lord handle it. That's our way of letting the Lord handle it. Well, I'm going to just let the Lord handle it. No, 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 no. He, got to, he needs you, Shad. He got to function through that body. He got to use your body. He got to use your vocal cord to speak through. With the right attitude. That's what the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit said, whoa, the word is spoken. The Holy Spirit said, the word is spoken, and then all of a sudden it goes, and it gets it. I mean, we are the things online. 
And once you put that card number in there, and they know that card number is good, guess what? They send you an email. We have received your purchase. In two to three days, you will have that thing, and it's at your door. If it ain't at your door, you're looking. You want to know why it's not at your door. You see how much faith, how much trust we have in the natural, but when it comes to the things of the kingdom, God gave Jehoshaphat a plan through the prophet Joel. You know what the plan was? They fighting an army. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. That's the strategy. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. They got these lanterns all around the camp. For, and they got these lights lit up like it's, like it's, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endure forever. Guess what took place? An ambushment. You read it in verse 20 to 25. An ambush took place and they destroyed themselves. These three, uh, three to five different, they destroyed themselves. Huh? And then notice this. And then when they destroyed themselves, and they brought, look, they brought all they, all they gold. Good gold, too. They brought all their alligators. Good, good ostrich. They brought all at the wall. Now who will bring all their, all their good stuff to war? See what I'm saying? You got to have, you got to be connected to the vine, the truth and the vine. You got to be connected because it don't make no sense. You, it don't have to make sense for you. God is working for you. God is fighting for you. Stop trying to do it yourself. And the Bible said in verse 25, they were three days Picking up the spar because it was so much. Mm. Now, what you gonna do with that? He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on the cross. Go back to verse six. Though he was God, he did not think of equality or equity with God as something to cling to. Though he was God. But he did not think of the equality with God as something to cling to. Next verse. Instead, everybody say instead. He gave up his divine privileges. He did that for you and I. So what Jesus suffered, what Jesus endured by what we saw in Luke 22, 21, he did that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He did the conquering, but we were made more than conquerors. So, we, so what are we doing? We are the ones that walking in the conquest. He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. 
And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God. He didn't humble himself to the devil. He humbled himself in obedience to God. Now you're not getting it. He humbled himself in obedience to God. He humbled himself. What did he say? I have to humble myself in obedience to God. Hmm? You want you want fruit? It's gonna cost you something. It's gonna cost you to die to you. You already been dead once. You alive in him. You just got to get your soul in compliance to the truth. This new truth. This new way. This new life that you have embraced. It's already in there. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at that name of Jesus, every knee. How many knees? Shall do what? Bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So you got authority in heaven, in earth, and in hell. Ooh, I'm done. <laughs> Y'all receive anything today? <laughs>